Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim, and I sometimes host this podcast with my dear friend, Ted Ledoux. Ted's not around today, and I don't have a new episode for you today. I've just been a little down about all of our favorite events and competitions still being canceled and COVID still running wild, that I wanted to put that negative energy into something positive for you guys and do something that maybe could cheer us all up a little bit. And what better to cheer us up than revisiting one of the sweetest, most heartwarming episodes that Ted and I ever created. So get ready to have your heartstrings pulled. It's the world's ugliest dog competition. His tongue sticks out to the right and down. It never goes into his mouth. On the end of his fingernails, hair grows out. Low to the ground, very, very bow-legged. Spiky Einstein-type hair on the top of his head. His hair sticks straight out. Born without most of his teeth. With the face that looked like gravity was on Jupiter. Elephant skin, gray, hairless dog, and he had stitches above his eye. We try to explain that, you know, every dog is lovable no matter how they look. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, y'all. The world's ugliest dog contest takes place around the end of June every year at the Sonoma Marin Fair. The dogs sound really ugly. But so well loved. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this is one of my favorite episodes we've done. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the people's attachment to their pups is just phenomenal. And then when you hear about what they look like, it's just... It's amazing. Right. (laughs) It's amazing. It really is. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I find it hard to believe that these dogs are really that ugly. Because, I mean, dogs, even if they're funny looking, they're still cute in a funny way. Sure. You might not choose the word ugly, but I bet you someone would. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to start off, I present to you Allison Caney. She's the CEO of the event center that's based around the fairgrounds, which is where the world's ugliest dog contest takes place each year. Ah, is it during the fair? It is during the the fair. Yep, one of the attractions. So that's one of, to me, one of the really fun things is unlike a lot of competitions that we cover, this is one that people could accidentally stumble upon. Oh boy, yeah. Imagine just walking up and like going to the crowd and you're like, oh, look at that dog. Oh, look at that dog. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Exactly. Like what's in the water around here? (laughs) All right, here's Allison. My name is Allison Caney, and I'm the CEO of the Sonoma Marin Fairgrounds and Event Center. Our annual fair is in June, and the World's Ugliest Dog Competition is one of our biggest attractions of our fair. And it's been going on for, what, 28 years, 29? Somewhere in there. there there's sort of a sort of a mythological local mystique about the competition. It didn't, yeah, it didn't start with our fair. It started as a um, community building downtown event many years ago and then eventually came to the fairgrounds as part of part of what we do. So there's always a little debate as to when it actually started. Well, what's the debate or story behind why it started? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Well, how did you first hear about it? I first heard about it as a fairgoer and, you know, in coming to the fair, that's how we learned about it and watched it and thought, well, that's kind of an interesting thing. You know, I I think, you know, dogs are funny by nature and it's kind of... (laughs) 
kind of a quirky thing, but underlying all that is the really important message that in a world of marketing beauty and, you know, things that are very attractive all the time, the true, you know, love for an animal or anything can get lost. And so, you know, the real spirit behind this competition, which seems so strange, is really that, you know, every animal deserves a loving home. Every animal contributes to a family in some way. And uh, the stories behind some of these little guys are amazing. They really are. That's really what drew us to the story more than anything else is strange choice of words, but it sounds absolutely beautiful. And just mm-hmm. the sweetest thought behind celebrating little pups like this. So let's talk about some of these dogs, right? Okay. They're mostly mutts, I assume? They are. Um, some of them are more purebred than others. And an example of that would be the Chinese Crested. And we saw a lot of them over the years enter the competition because they're naturally strange looking. They've got this <laughs> of hair and they're just just quirky by the nature of their breed. So so we tend to see more of those. And they're, um, like I said, probably more purebred than others. But everybody else, not only are they, you know, mutts, they are, you know, in a lot of cases, rescued, abused animals um, who maybe came out of abusive situations and were in shelters or came out of puppy mills, places like that. Aw, I was wondering if they started out that way or if they got that way. So like, sounds like some of them could have been abused. And We'll come to hear that a lot of them did start out that way, but would have had incredibly short lives had right. they not been cared for and, you know, taken from some of these rescue operations. Right, right. And so one of the backbones of this competition is they raise a ton of money and awareness for local shelters oh, and nice. rescues. All right. Yeah, they're doing good work. This might be the first episode where I tear up. It's hard to describe exactly how interesting these dogs are, but we're going to do our best moving forward. Before we started officially recording, we looked at some pictures of the dogs just to see what they look like. Yeah, your reactions were not tears. No, (laughs) they were not tears. So drooly. Uh, Look at you. What's his name? Brutus? It's all about tongues. A lot of tongues. Droopy. So droopy. (laughs) Oh, look at that puggy. Wow, he's got a neck on him. He's like a wolf. Yeah. Quasimodo. (laughs) Or tongues. Roo, look at your crazy hair. Oh, scamp. Scamp looks rough. Yeah. It's a lowrider. Cross-eyed. Oh, look at that tongue. I know. It's as big as his head. All right, you ready? I guess I'm ready. You know, it's not pretty. Um, but I will say, and I and this is from, I, I've experienced this um, firsthand now. You know, the entries come in and you look at these dogs and you think, oh dear, you know, and you, you just, I can't explain the feeling. I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> then you meet them. So then you, you're at the competition and you meet the owners and then the, you know, the, the top three winners you spend time with after the competition, you actually get to know these animals. And it is amazing how wonderful they are. I mean, just the, their personalities just leach out past their, um, leech is a bad word, but I, <laughs> they, they just sort of glow with their little spirits and the connection with their owner. It's just really something. And then and that was a huge surprise to me huge surprise. That's just wonderful. So how does someone go about entering? So they can enter with a um, the paper application, which they can download off of our website. And we make that available 
usually in mid-spring. They just come to our website, download the application. They can scan and email it to us or fax it in, and then we put them in contention for that day. We, we get a lot of questions. Is there a um, you know, preliminary round? Do they have to go through a screening? And they don't. They don't. They, they just sign up. They need to send us a photo, fill it out, pay the entry fee, and then they're in the competition. So anyone can enter. You guys aren't prejudging saying that dog is way too pretty. It's not going to happen. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, tell me about the competition day. How does the day break down? You know, we've tried. Uh, we've got, had some great organizers who've made it a real uh, fun day uh, beyond just the competition. So our participants usually come and, you know, check in a couple of hours before the competition. But we also have a pet fest that starts pretty soon after the fair opens. And these are, you know, local rescue organizations, veterinarians. We get uh, basically exhibitors from the community to come and kind of, you know, and showcase their so we have that. And then the press comes and sets up and it is a very big press event. Then our participants come and check in and we have a little reception area for them. We have a little area backstage, if you will, where, where they can relax and their dogs can relax. And then we bring them out a couple hours before the competition into a little corralled area because the public and the press love to meet them. So they have <laughs> this little meet and greet area. Yeah. So they get their paparazzi time. That's so cute. Uh, <laughs> It's really cute. And then we launch into the, the dog competition. Every dog gets a chance to come up on stage and we roll out the red carpet for them. Their owner walks down, brings them up on stage, showcases them. We've got three judges that evaluate them. I couldn't tell you the criteria. <laughs> then when they're all done... Um, the final three are brought back to the stage and lots of audience participation in choosing the final rank. And um, Meaning like a yeah. clap-off type thing? Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And that's how they yeah, decide who's for second, third. That's awesome. Yeah. When you say roll out the red carpet, are you being literal? No, I'm being literal. Yes, there is a red carpet that they walk up one side, go up on stage and come down the other. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is so precious. I can't stand really it. precious. Yes. <laughs> so what about the prizes? What are, what are they competing for? A great question. There's a monetary prize. And I think first place got $1,500. Awesome. Second place got 1000 Third place got 750 And then we had a generous donor last year offer a match. So each winner was able to select an um, animal charity of their choice. And we sent uh, a matching check to that charity oh, wow. in the name of the dog. Yes. Yeah, so that was really nice. I mean, you know, we give them the big check. Oh, and they get these giant trophies. They are, they're far from understated. All right, well, I got to pause you because we love trophies at Rochambeau. Tell me about this trophy. So this trophy for the first place winner is about five and a half feet tall, oh three gosh. layers, three tiers. It is um, shiny and pink and sparkly. What? And it has the dog logo on there. But what's really funny about the trophies is, uh, believe it or not, we get a, quite a number of participants from out of state and we've had them from out of the country. Not last year, but the year before and the year before that, like three or four times, we get this family that comes in from the UK. And then this year, two of the three top winners were out of state. One was from Arizona and one was from Minnesota. So I bring that up because two of those trophies had to be dismantled. That is also something that comes up on our podcast a lot is the looks and stories that go along with flying home through a public airport with a giant trophy. I can imagine. 
<laughs> this reminds me of uh, the rock paper scissors one where the he won and he's on his way home in the train and people wanted to battle him in rock paper scissors and he was like heck no i'm not gonna right. lose this title that quickly i wonder if the dogs have that same problem i see another ugly dog they're like nope i'm good i i won <laughs> look away people no, look away look away <laughs> it was cute how she was saying she gets to hang out with the dogs later and they're so nice you know they don't know they're funny looking no <laughs> they, they don't no and their no owners vanity. just never told them because right. they love them right, so much right. all right but aside from the trophies there's actually one other component to the prizes that is super freaking cool oh nice. i can't wait the first place winner gets the exciting trip to New York. What happens in New York? So one of our judges and sponsors is the Today Show's NBC. So NBC uh, meets with the first place winner. Monday morning, they're up at, you know, oh, dark 30, getting ready, <laughs> gussied up, and the family and the dog um, are announced to the world on their TV show. Oh, that's wonderful. Since this is audio, can we take a minute to have you describe a couple of the winners from the past? Oh, sure. The two recent are the ones I know the best. So, Let's talk about them. So the first one, just this year for 2018, was uh, Zaza. And Zaza was, and I use this past tense because um, Zaza actually passed away over the summer. She, um, Yeah, so Zaza was a rescue... Um, from a puppy mill English bulldog, a terrible underbite, um, uh, very, very bow-legged, and, uh, but just if you should, low to the ground, wide, you know, just, and, and the tongue. She has or had this, this tongue that just hang, hung out of her mouth. Oh my and gosh, I'm owner, looking at a picture of that tongue. Yeah, and her owner said, yeah, kids will come up and shake her tongue. Like, oh. how do you do? So... English bulldogs don't wow. have only an eight to ten year life expectancy, mm. and Zaza was nine. Oh, so wow. when you think about the kind of life she had and the fact that she lived to nine, that's actually pretty impressive. No and doubt. Um, yeah, and and you know you think too of her her family, you know, um, not rescuing her, you know, maybe passing her by because she was ugly. You know, you know what would her lifespan be like? Right. And she was the the sweetest animal and absolutely loved being here and loved the audience and sat there on that stage drooling. She left a little puddle and um and just soaked it up. It was it was the cutest thing. And um I have to say what what else you may have noticed in the photos are the way that the the owners dress their animals. Yeah. They are dressed to the T. These are well cared for animals. Um they're dressed up very nicely. Owners usually match them. There's usually a coordinated outfit, and uh, you get the whole the whole ensemble, the whole look. It's all very well put together. I love and Zaza pageantry. was a pink girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is some pageantry, and Zaza was was all about pink, and so handing her that giant pink trophy was really perfect. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Well, <laughs> so, what about another past winner? So the, the other past winner was Martha. Martha's a year before, and Martha is a. Um, like a hound dog, large dog, you know, charcoal gray with the face that looked like, you know, gravity was, was on Jupiter, you know, just pulling on her. Um, I and just she pulled like, up a picture of her. Yeah, oh my goodness. It looks like the saddest thing in the world. But again, one of the most amazing loving animals. 
and um oh her cheeks are like as long as my forearm yeah (laughs) when you see cartoons about animals with you know dogs with droopy that's her and it was really special this last year because martha actually came back and bestowed the crown to the new winner and so that was oh that's so sweet and the picture that i'm looking at right now her owner is looking at martha with such adoration it Mm -hmm. is so so sweet it's a wonderful thing, and I think um, I just want to, to to really stress to people while it it seems like a very strange competition, you know, and, and we and we get we get messages too from folks that say this is it's cruel, no. but but that's not you know that's not the intent. It's there are many many animals in shelters that go um, ignored every year, and you know the message here is that that doesn't need to happen and. You know, the perfect addition to your family may be exactly what you never expected. That is so cute. Yeah, it's yeah. super sweet. This yeah. is very heartwarming. Yeah, it makes you want to go to the pound and get a funny looking fella. And how would your Ollie feel about that? He'd be fine. You don't care. Ted has <laughs> a giant bear of a dog. Yeah, he does look like a bear. He's huge. And sometimes Ted puts a bear wig on his dog. No, I put a, a lion's mane on <laughs> Oh, him. that's right. Yeah, it matches perfectly. <laughs> yeah, right. he's, he's way too pretty, though, for this competition. He is a beautiful, he, beautiful, gigantic yes. lion dog. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> but I love also these guys wear fancy dress. Yes. That's amazing. Owners and dogs. Yeah, I know. Can't this is get right away from the fancy dress, no, man. No, we can't. Yeah. Why would we even try? Good Run point. towards it. <laughs> Next up, we have a wild thing. We do have a wild thing. Next up is Anne. Oh, it's Thang. A-N-G. Right, got to get it straight. Anne is the owner of Wild Thing, and her love for this crazy looking oh, pup my just gosh. radiates. <laughs> Kim has shown me a picture of Wild Thing. I love I, him so I, much. Again with the tongues. I know. I know. Hi, my name is Anne, and I own Wild Thing. He's a Pekingese, and uh, he was the people's choice on the internet. And uh, he didn't win, but he was a crowd favorite. So have you guys entered just the one time? Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, I've never entered the uh, dog con- ugly dog contest because I raise and show and breed top Pekingese dogs. And um, ironically, I had taken in a rescue and that rescue came to me unknowingly with distemper. And Wild Thing was a young puppy at the time and had contracted it, which resulted in, in some obvious paralysis in the jaw and other deformities, which caused him to be one of the ugliest dogs I've ever seen. But we still <laughs> loved him to death. That's so sweet, though. I didn't realize that you also dealt with uh, basically show dogs and purebreds. Yes, um, with the... The whole objective of the Ugly Dog Contest is to promote rescues, and I work with rescues too, and we try to explain that, um, you know, every dog is lovable no matter how they look. For those who don't know, could you explain a little more about the ailment that he has? Yeah, um, basically what it is, distemper is a very, very horrible disease in dogs, and it causes paralysis, neurological problems, heart conditions, muscle problems. It basically affects every organ in the body, and um, puppies who get it at that age, 90% die. Um, but about $2,000 later, lots of IVs and uh, lots of love and care and attention. He managed to make it through, but it's an airborne virus, and um, it's very common, and it's something that can easily be resolved with their puppy shot. Oh, my gosh. So 
one of the main reasons dogs get it is they're not given their shots when they're young? Exactly. Them or their parents are not vaccinated. And fortunately, all of my dogs are vaccinated. And Wild Thang had his first set of shots but he was too young for his second set of shots. So if he would have had his second set of shots, he probably would have been immune like my adult dogs. But um, Smurf was the only one that survived from that group. Did you say Smurf? Oh, sorry, Wild Bang. We call him Smurf. <laughs> but they're very rare blue Pekingese. He's not black. He's actually a... Um, we sent a DNA to Davis University because I said, I think he's blue. Will you go ahead and describe what Wild Thing looks like? Okay. Uh, in my eyes, Wild Thing is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But in everybody else's eyes, he's the ugliest thing that anyone's ever seen. <laughs> um, his, his tongue sticks out to the right and down. It never goes into his mouth. As a matter of fact, I just gave him a bath and I had to clean his tongue too. His hair sticks straight out. He's got a full coat. And one of his tag, tag lines was lots of hair and just don't care. <laughs> he always has that unkept look, regardless of whether or not he just had a full grooming and bath. Um, he's a blue Pekingese with white paws and a white chest. Gosh. So the picture that you sent me earlier, he's got his head kind of cocked to the side and you can only really see one of his eyes. Does he do that pose often? He only does it when there's a camera pointed at him. As soon as the camera comes out, he does the little cocking of the head and gives me the little Igor look. He's adorable. He he has like 80s metal hair. He looks like he's been headbanging for a long yeah, time. Yeah. And he's not Smurf blue. He's He's like a mid-90 blue. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really tell in the picture, but what an adorable little dude. He was the crowd favorite. He's he's done personal appearances. He loves everybody. Aw. Tell me about the personal appearances. Well, the personal appearances, uh, none of them have been on TV or anything, but he's gone to convalescent hospitals. He's gone to various rescues um, when they have adoption days. He's not up for adoption. But he comes as basically representing the uh, ugly dog competitor. And that kind of attracts people. And people want their picture taken with him. And um, he can't get enough attention. But when I say personal appearances, just personal appearances around town. If he would have won the ugly dog contest, um, they're obligated to fly their dog from Petaluma, California, which is where the contest is, to um, attend the morning show in New York the following day. After the morning show, there's a string of other interviews. Unfortunately, the one that did win did not make it. She passed away a week later. I heard that. Um, it was so sad. Her name was Jaja. She was a bulldog, and she was an awesome, awesome dog. Um, she also she had a have... tongue that stuck out. Her tongue actually touched the ground. Wow. And she was a hoot because you literally have to take your dog and put him up on the table. And it was so hot. It was over 100 degrees. Oh. And any of what they call the brachycephalic breeds, which is the smush nose breeds, are extremely sensitive to heat because they don't have a muzzle to filter out the heat. Mm. So they, um, I actually smurfed the, or excuse me, wild thing the entire time uh, was lying down on an ice pack with a fan on him and his hair was blowing all over the place. And everybody <laughs> thought that that was just so funny and he would not get off his ice pack. And um, Jaja, the, the winner of the Ugly Dog Contest, she drank water constantly. And then when it was time to show her, they picked her up and put her on the judges' table where the judges could go over her to see if she was friendly and everything. And at that point, she decided to shake. 
and all the judges got saturated. But she, she was a, she was just a sweet, awesome dog. But she was an old, old, old dog that was used as a breeder, and um, then auctioned off when she was no longer old enough to breed. She ended up in a dog auction, and a rescue had um, gotten her. And these people got her from that rescue. So that was a pretty neat story too. But everybody in the sh- in, that was in the show. They all have a story. The one that won second place is a street dog from Compton. And I'm afraid Smurf has never seen the streets. Smurf has always been my spoiled, rotten, pampered pooch. And he gets whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and he knows how to ask. Amazing. That's amazing. So the dog from the streets at Compton, what did he look like? Um, He kind of looked like a little terrier mix, like a Yorkie. He was sort of gray. And his hair kind of was very wiry, might have had a little chihuahua in him. He was an absolute sweet dog, too. He had a bunch of mats. And I'm a grooming fanatic, which probably is why I didn't win, because I just can't stand one mat in my dog. But if I groomed my dog the way they groomed theirs, I probably would have won. (laughs) But I just can't have a mat in my dog. Understood. So um, (laughs) tell me how he became the people's choice. How does that part of the contest work? Um, What happens is before the judging, literally like a month before, they they allow the online voting. uh, So people can go into the World's Ugliest Dog Contest site and vote on their favorite. It has pictures of all of them, and it has a bio of all of them, and people are allowed to vote. And he literally had almost a thousand more votes than the number two dog. It was always between Wild Thing and Jaja, but he didn't even make the cut. He didn't even get third because he was just too pretty and he moved like a show dog. (laughs) (laughs) But we had a heck of a lot of fun anyway. I bet you did. So tell me how you heard about the contest originally. Um, somebody had told me about it because they said that he was the ugliest dog they'd ever seen and he should compete in the contest. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, why not? So um, everybody was responsible for their own trip there. So I bought a plane ticket to Petaluma and stayed in a hotel overnight and uh, went the following day. <laughs> By the day the truth, it was a heck of a lot of fun. Everybody really enjoyed their dogs. Um, and the competitors are kind of all buddies. They're very friendly with each other. There's nobody in competition mode. Everybody's just real friendly, and um, they have a good time. There was a huge crowd turnout. People actually come from all over the world to see this, which is hysterically funny. And all the crowd cheered for their favorite dogs. And uh, like your site says, you know, it's, it's just very, very interesting how people are fanatics about things that normal people would go, what? <laughs> and gets us she does yeah and she went to our site yeah rochambeaupodcast.com that site yeah i know that site <laughs> tens of people go there every month that's right that's cool that the competitors get along and have fun with it you know and there's no competition it's just a good old time yeah we like that you don't really want a cutthroat competition between dogs right no <laughs> sounds terrible sounds and terrible. scary <laughs> Well, our next guest, Dane, actually has the honor of having competed in the contest with a dog more than anybody else. Oh, really? Return competitor. A over 40-time return competitor. Go, Dane. I'm Dane Andrew from Sunnyvale, California, and I own Rascal, uh, the ugliest dog 
who competes in the world's ugliest dog competition and I'm the longest running um, competitor going on my 43rd year, believe it or not, of competing there. And actually have had dogs that total win of 14 different first place wins since I was a kid. So it's kind of unbelievable. That really is. Who was the first dog that you entered? My first dog was towards the start of the competition back in 1976, Chi-Chi, and I got him as a birthday present. I wanted a boxer puppy, and my mom had me cover my eyes, and I heard the barking, and I was excited. I was going to get a, you know, a boxer puppy, so when I uncovered my eyes, there's a small elephant-skinned, gray, hairless dog, and he had stitches <laughs> above his eye because he was a rescue, so you can imagine my shock. I'd actually never seen anything like it in my life, and I was like, what? When, when you expect one thing and there's something, the bait-and-switch thing, and the first thing she said is, quick, we're late for a vet appointment to get his stitches out, <laughs> and that's how I wound up with him, and she you know, thrust him on my lap in the car. I'm just looking at him, what is this thing? But really, really quickly, he you know, grew on me by the time I had the vet's office. I was like, he's kind of neat, actually. And so that was so my cool. first experience with him. And then uh, someone said there was a ugly dog contest for, I believe it was for San Jose Mercury newspaper. And, you know, I didn't take anything. They were like, you should take him there. And we took him and he won. And then there was the world competition at that time. They wanted, they had a photo contest in the beginning. And we sent his photo in and it won. So we came on down to the actual contest when they held it the following year, and he, and he won first place, not knowing that this would go on and on. Uh, you know, for so many years, it just seemed like a, you know, a fun thing, and he wound up winning their photo contest and seven first-place wins. It was in the Guinness Book of World Records for winning the most world's ugliest dog contest ever. Wow. And then, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Then he uh, ran another uh, rescue doggy later, and she, Mai Tai, won three competitions and then there was daughter lady pink who won three competitions they see me it seemed to just like keep moving moving on and then there was uh original rascal the world's ugliest dog who won there as well and went in went on to win 17 other ugly dog contest wins oh and now um yeah rascal do who i have here is has won six contests now on his own in this short time of competing and how yeah, old so he's is won Rascal three part other two. different contests. Um, he's six. Yeah, going on six. All of the dogs that you've competed with, you've gotten them all since they were puppies. Yeah, yeah, I had them all, all since they were they were little guys. And uh, Rascal Do is a rescue. The other ones were, you know, kind of a pick of the litter, which I thought I was picking the most pretty dogs, and turned out I was picking the ugly dogs. I guess. Well, to me, they look, you know, like normal dogs, but evidently not. The world judged them. <laughs> <laughs> Their notoriety isn't, you know, just going to waste, kind of use it to get the word out there for people to spay and neuter and, and you know, donate to your rescue shelter near you and, and do what you can because they really do need help. And when people are having fun, you know, the animals are healthy and everything, get to meet them, it really does help bring, you know, some notoriety to the rescue. What a streak with all those dogs, all the rascals and yeah. Yeah. I had no idea the competition went back to 1976. Yeah. So the way that Allison tells it, you know, it's been part of the fair for almost 28 years. But I guess before the fair, when she was like, there's a little bit of legend around oh, how it all okay. started. It started as a mail-in photo competition oh, okay. prior to that. And Dane was on the very front end of it. Wow. Yeah. And it's become a lifestyle. Crazy in a good way. So aside from 
promoting rescues and spaying and neutering. Um, Dane tries to use Rascal's notoriety for as much good as possible. Taking him to schools and letting at-risk youth um, hear the story. And he has a new movie coming out called The Adventures of Skanky Doo. <laughs> as an all-star cast. <laughs> They're all talking dogs. We shot on the Queen Mary in the most haunted parts of the ship. And the engine room used for Titanic. Have an all-star cast. I mean, can't even remember everyone we have on there. Fred the Hammer Williamson from Dust Till Dawn, Kevin Sorbo, Cheech Marin, Pat Boone, Dan Loria, Tom Dreeson, Donna Mills, Danny Masterson, Elkie Summer, Joe Sorolla, Jim uh, McMahon, the NFL star, Roger Perry from Star Trek, Kathy Garber from Family Affair, Craig T. Nelson, um, Gavin McLeod, Captain Stubing from The Love Boat, nice. which makes sense because they shot a lot of it on the Queen Mary. Sally Kellerman, original Hot Lips from MASH, sings the theme song, and then uh, we might be shooting with John Provost, the original Timmy from Lassie. So it, wow. and all these people volunteered because the movie is going to help raise funds for Animal Rescue. It's a not-for-profit wow. you know, movie. And tell me so, the name mean, of the movie again? The Adventures of Skanky Doo. <laughs> I hope they have it out by next year or so. We'll see. That's and, you know, amazing. of course, been asked to do horror movies and, you know, been asked to do The Tonight Show, The View, Last Call, Carson Daly. So it's, it's been kind of a whirlwind, things you don't expect and you never know who it's going to be on the other line right. when the phone rings. And Would you go ahead and describe what Rascal looks like for us? Yeah, Rascal is kind of a gray and pink mottled colored dog who's naturally hairless, never shaven. He has spiky Einstein uh, type hair on the top of his head, sort of a white punk rock hair and then long white hair on the end of his tail. Um, and on the end of his fingernails, hair grows out kind of long. So it's like there's no hair down the legs. You get down by the, the nails and the, there's white hair that's like about an inch long sticks out from there. Um, he has born without most of his teeth. So, um, yeah, he really kind of would gum you if he ever attacked. But he's pretty friendly, <laughs> friendly guy. He's sort of a chupacabra, some people said. Other people call him bat dog. That's so cool. So I didn't really realize the scope of public appearances, but you were kind enough to send me some links. So I did see the music video. How did he get hooked up with that? The lady that, Athena, that did the wonderful new song, um, You Bring Me Luck, actually had seen Rascal, I guess, on some different shows and told the producer of the video she wants that dog for her video. And they they said, oh, we can't find him. You know, let's just use this other dog. And they said, no, I'm waiting. I want that dog. So when you, you know, when you see the, the music video, You Bring Me Luck, which you can find on, on YouTube, really fun video, but not just, a, you know, a funny video. The song actually is really good. It's very catchy. Um, yeah, it's about the love between you know, a woman and her dog. So at first you think it's about her love affair with a man, and then you, you find out the thing in the bed where there's a dog. So <laughs> she's really attached to. And not just a dog, but the world's ugliest dog. Yeah, the world's ugliest. <laughs> oh, you rascal. Oh, my gosh. So we will have a link to uh, You Bring Me Luck on RochambeauPodcast.com because it is an adorable video and a really catchy song, too. Nice. How about The Adventures of Skanky Doo, Kim? How about that? Um, I'm going to see it right. because there's one person from Star Trek in it. Yeah. So I'm sold. And Meryl Steubing. You know, it didn't make it into uh, this episode because, of course, we do long form interviews and we try to cut them down to obviously give you the, you know, 
quickest, best story possible. The meat of the story. The meat of the story, yes. But um, in the Raw interview, Dane actually told me that he has met other people from Star Trek as <gasps> well. Oh. And he got to go to a premiere of one of the movies and he got to dress up. Oh, yeah. In Star Trek gear. Did he bring a rascal with him? Yes, of course. He got, sorry, he got to dress rascal up. I see. Yes. Right. He looks like a, an alien. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a pretty perfect. cool looking dog. Yeah. He's handsome in his way. <laughs> I, they can hear you shrug over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at this point, they must be pretty comfortable in front of the camera and in front of all these crowds. Yeah. I'd asked him, like, how does he do with all of this, you know, public appearance and right. attention and camera eyes? He's like, he absolutely <laughs> loves it. Nice. And I guess that flows over to the day of the competition as well. Right. Um, I guess there's always the nerves on, you know, on competition day going to the, the world's ugliest dog contest. Um, you don't want to be late and you, you never know what to expect. I mean, it sounds funny because the rascal's hairless, but he still needs to be bathed. And, you know, you just want to make sure, yeah, he just, you know, he's ready to go or something. And he's got his trademark um, patented hot dog leash that it's people kind of know him for, which at some point actually we're going to put that on the market as well to raise some funds for animal rescue. That's a great so idea. Like to, you know, bring that out. And some people recognize him actually just from the leash even, which is really funny. But when you get out there, you know, I don't know why it's, you know, it's a little nerve wracking or something and never go out, you know, expecting to win, just go there to have fun because that's really what it's all about to go out and, and see everyone and just enjoy being there and, and meeting all the fans that come out. But the thing that's really special is these days you get people that have rascal signs that I don't even know. And they said they've never even been there to go, oh, we saw them, we wanted to come out and it, and it brought us out here actually see the contest live and they'll come out to support him and i'm just i guess i'm completely blown away by that that's probably been like the most special part of doing the contest that people would feel that drawn to come out you know to see him and get pictures with him and everything and then of course you know you know when you see the new you know people and all their dogs these dogs are very well loved even you know if they're ugly to a lot of people and sometimes you are looking at someone else's dog going oh, that dog's kind of ugly. And they're probably, you know, think, thinking the same thing, you know, about you. But someone told them, usually that's what happened. People push you into it. Like, you should go to this contest. Like, what are you saying about my dog? Okay. Yeah, it's really, yeah, no, it's really great. Can you um, tell me about some of the prizes that you've won? Uh, a lot of the prizes have actually donated to, you know, some of the rescue shelters in the past. Super So cool. really not trying to make a profit on him at all. And, you know, if he wins the, the world um, championship again, I think they give $1,600, which I think should just go to charity. And he's always said that, you know, we'll just give it to the local shelter and a couple, you know, divide it up between a couple different shelters. Oh, Dane, that's even so the, cool. Even the, yeah. People think I make I make a living on him, and it's kind of funny. Oh, do you is that your, is that your job or something? Do you live on him? Like, no, not. it actually costs me money. <laughs> Could use the money, but it just yeah, it doesn't. Not looking to make a profit on him. Yeah, just never know what's what's going to happen next. So, um, like you like now, for instance, we're on your wonderful podcast today. So there that's you go. something really special. Just out of nowhere. There love you it. go. If people want to learn more about Rascal, um, what's your website? You can go to theworldsugliestdog.com or the theugliestdog.com or skankydoo.com. 
and you'll you'll find out. It really hasn't been updated in a little while, or you can friend him on Facebook. That's a good place to go under you know, Rascal, the world's ugliest dog. You can find the video links on there as well. You know, lots of other fun photos, including you'll see the photos with the you know, different celebrities over the years. And how great is it that he doesn't take anything from this, that he donates it all back to the community? Yeah. That's fantastic. It's a really big deal. Um, actually, that's what his uh, parting words are about. Oh, really? All yes. right. You know, keep in mind to donate to your local shelter. So, yeah. Are you inspired? I am. You're going to get yourself a new pup? Well, I don't know. Possibly the ugliest one you can find? Possibly the ugliest one I can find, because they need love, too. <laughs> they do. Yeah. You know what? Who else needs love? Hmm. Ugly cats. Oh, my gosh. There's no such thing as an ugly no, cat. Probably not. You could tell who's the cat person and who's the dog person in this, being yeah. that I didn't know what distemper was. Right. Good sign. I don't know much about dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want to go check out this competition, and it, it's a great day. Yeah. Highly recommend. Get yourself out to California towards the end of June. You can find out more information on RochambeauPodcast.com. And we want to take a minute and thank everyone that was nice enough to share their time with us. Thanks to Allison and Dane, Rascal, Rascal 2, and Wild Thing. Thank you, everyone, for chatting with us. And thanks again, of course, to Cadillac Jones for sharing their music with us for this podcast. If they play in your town, go see them. They're awesome. So on next episode, we're going shopping. Shopping for madness. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Until next time, people. Goodbye. Why can't animals talk correctly they always say humans <laughs> so says who <laughs> says all the writing about them what are you reading and how is this spelled like is this h-o-o-m-a-n-s not... humans really? yeah i've never seen humans you've never seen a comic written by a dog <laughs> pretend to be written by a dog oh my they god they say human oh feed me or human that's so funny no i read a lot of the oatmeal and it's very cat centric right and the cats are probably smart Dogs say humans, cats say humans. Good to know.